real things can be lies. Like even real things about our past, even though they're true, does not define us today. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back for an all new episode of the Wife Like Me podcast, which we are also recording and is on YouTube. So you can watch there if you prefer that kind of thing. Whatever, your choice. Uh, we are here with Kelly Brinkman. Hey, Kelly. Hey, yo. We love her. You're having a lot of fun with her on this new 2022 podcast season we are on. So we're pumped about that. Uh, and every episode, again, in 2022, we're actually talking through or having conversations, taking it deeper uh, on the blogs that are already over on awifelikeme.com. So you always can find the blog post linked in the show notes with each blog post that we're talking about turned into, I don't know, some kind of accent, Australian. Um, anyway, we're pumped because this episode, we are talking about a post by uh, Kristen Milner. Kristen is on our writing team here at A Wife Like Me. And this blog post and what we're talking about today is when you don't feel like you're enough. Hello. Hello. Can I just tell you... We had to go to an event recently and I was nervous. I didn't feel like I would measure up. You know, my husband's an attorney and sometimes we go to fancy attorney things. Like they feel very fancy and like you feel well judged when you walk in. Like you get about what, three seconds to make an impression. I changed my clothes. I'm not kidding you. Six times. My closet was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, my husband's like, you look fine. You look great. He's trying to change it. At some point, he just walks out of the room. He's like, she's just got to battle this out, right? I'm just going to wait out here. And it was really because I didn't feel good enough. I was really nervous about going. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, maybe your closet's trashed. Uh, yeah, like mine. But when I don't feel good enough, sometimes I catch it by my actions. Mm. Yeah. Actions are like, I have been struggling with, I found out I was struggling because I didn't know it, um, thanks to my counselor, shout out, uh, because I had a crap attitude and I didn't know why. And mm -hmm. I, thankfully, he helped me understand, my counselor, that I was, I was, I had an underlying sense of rejection that I was dealing with that it felt like a scab and was just kind of like peeling back. And in this season, which we passed now, but the holiday season that we just went through, it kind of like peels back that rejection mm. in my life. Like, oh yeah, you're not good enough. Oh yeah, you're not loved enough. Oh yeah, you don't have a family you can go hang out with. Oh yeah, I mean, I do, but that's what I'm telling myself. And, mm. and because it's based on experiential reality, which is valid. So anyway, um, we can get into all that, but whoo, yes. To well, the the experiential reality, I aim to use that in a sentence this week. <laughs> so, because, I mean, <laughs> write that down. Right. Noted. Noted. Um, but yes, like, so actually I've been, you know, my counseling 
I have an accounting background. So that is a big part of obviously counseling. Hello is, you know, walking through your experiences and what you know to be true based on those experiences, that those are real experiences and that matters and they form thoughts and they form messages and they form beliefs about who we are, who we aren't, about our world, all of those things. And that actually is true, right? I mean, you can't argue the things that have happened to you, right? So that matters and it is a part of your experience. And and at the same time to um, hold those alongside the truth of who you, whose you know you are today. So you do belong to God. He has and he has set you apart. He calls you righteous. He calls you chosen. He calls you holy, right? So knowing that and also experiencing the realness of the world we live in and maybe the family we belong to or whatever that is, um, or the marriage that you have that is hard or fill, fill that in, whatever that is, is valid. And so holding the tension of both and always allowing truth to trump that, but it doesn't deny the reality of the pain that is associated with these feelings like insecurities and rejection and just feeling like you don't measure up, you know? Um, so anyway, whew, we went into a little hole there. Love it. Love it. I just want to tap out when I don't feel good enough. You know, if I continue to fight or to literally try to change myself, change my clothes, it, I don't win there. Mm. I don't win. And it just kind of spirals and gets tighter and tighter versus if I tap out and say, hold on, we're going to wear whatever we have on and just know that I'm enough right here, right now, because God says that I am. And it's really, if I get out of the way, if I really get out of the way, it's never about me. It's about Mm -hmm. God working through me. And if we're truly called to be a vessel, you know, as a potter, that's what I believe as well. And we find that in his word. If, If God is just working through us, then if I can get out of the way and let him shine, then I'm at a much stronger place. You know, then I'm, I'm that vessel that is being used with a purpose. That's, I think, the tension that we have to walk through. And in is the like sifting. If I'm like seeing, I don't, I don't sift anything. <laughs> I know that some people sift stuff. For- I've seen it on baking shows. They totally do it. Totally. Like I know my grandma did it. I just don't know for what, whatever, you know, you know, you know, you see that sifter, but I feel like that's that process that we go through when this kind of stuff is in us or resurfaces or is just has been a part of our thought life where mm-hmm. there's that process where you like all the, all the, the lies, cause even real things can be lies. So like even real things about our past, Hmm. even though they're true, does not define us today. So even though there's a real aspect to what has happened, it doesn't uh, label us today. It doesn't have to hold us today. It doesn't have to define us today. So um, we have to like sift through, get all the, it's like this process of like, nope, that's not real. Like that is real, but that doesn't define me. That is real. And yes, that hurts, but I don't have to hold on to it. Yes, that hurts. Oofta, wow, that really hurts. I don't know what to do with that yet. 
I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to keep sifting here for a while because I got to work that out with my counselor. I got to keep praying about that. I got to, ah. and, and then pretty soon, like all of it is like, okay, that's the pure truth left now. Like, but it's a process. And anyway, like so many times I feel like we aren't willing to go into that place. Like I sense that in myself this past before the holidays, I sensed myself being, I don't know that I wasn't willing, but I just didn't even know exactly what was going on. But also I wasn't really even wanting to find out. I was, it was really weird. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, eh. like when people would ask, how you doing? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's weird. I'm just me. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't even have words for it. And I almost didn't want to know because I was just in this funk and um, but I knew I needed to lean in, right? Duh. We, cause I know that. Um, but the sifting is important because we have to, we have to be willing to say, what even is this? Like, okay. I think that's huge. And part of this process of even first identifying, I am feeling X, Y, Z. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling like I'm not good enough. I feel like you're rejecting me. I feel like you're, when you, um, disrespect me or when you do this, I feel disrespected or I feel rejected. I feel sad. I feel hurt. I feel alone. I feel whatever. And that even is helpful acknowledging that we can admit I'm feeling like I'm not enough. That's even a vulnerable statement to say to God, to your husband, to your kids. You know, it helps. It gives language to what's going on. Right. Sometimes I do have to sit in that sifter for a while because I'm like you in that sometimes it's even hard to give words to that. And just to say, I can't even, I'm still trying to find the words for it. I have to kind of sit in that a second. And that's okay. Yes. Because if, I think conversely, the other thing to do is to try to mash it through that sifter, if you will, or take it out or ignore it. And the better thing is to sit with it and deal with it before God and go, why am I feeling this way? What is all this angst? What are the things that are coming at me that yeah. then cause me to have this reaction? I mean, I'm responsible for my reaction, but help me to work through that. And I think that's really where you get like the juiciest, best part of life. Because yep. if I can really deal with when I don't feel good enough, I can really solve a lot of other problems in my life um, and then a lot of my other behavior. If I go back to really looking at who made me, that God made each of us, he actually knew ahead of time that we were going to be wives to the sweet husbands he's entrusted to us, right? Mm -hmm. And he has designed us to be in this particular relationship that is to be refining. It is not to be the fulfillment of all joy. Only he is. But if we know that we have great purpose in where we're at, that helps me to know who I am that answers, am I good enough? I'm good enough to be his wife because God says that I am. Because he set a number of things in motion to set that up. And our marriage day is one of those. I'm good enough to be the mother to our kids, because God set that in motion that every, you know, a child is a gift from him. So if I sifted out or 
look at it through God's lens and kind of fan back from the feelings a second and look at the truth of it, I'm going to have a much better cake in the end, you know, a much better outcome. That's why you sift, by the way, just that's why your grandmother sifted. She was making cake. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) um, No, like I'm thinking of a big part of, you know, the reason why I came to know Jesus when I was 29 uh, was because of my insecurities, like knowing that my human experience, like of my past with my family of origin was hard. And then hearing the story, the real, the best love story ever that God sent his own son to die because he thought I was enough. He loved me that much that Mm -hmm. he did that for me when all these other things have been so hard, when, you know, all these people have hurt me and all these things have happened and abandoned and all the things that even though that has been my story, now I know a different story. Now I know that there's a perfect love, that there's an unconditional love that will never change, that he already saw me as enough. And so therefore, I get to just receive that love and that gift and um, walk in that. So again, it doesn't deny the reality of what you've gone through or even are in. It just is saying this truth trumps all of that. And so we come back to that. So we retune in and realign into that voice, to that truth. And we still, you know, will forever, I think too, um, you know, I don't know. I, I want to just bring this up, I guess, because it just came to me. But I think an easy sort of Christianese type of uh Uh, story we tell ourselves and people, because it just feels easier maybe, is that that's not who you are, you know, your past. And it is true that, you know, it's not like God has now, we have, we are brand new creations in Christ Jesus because of Mm -hmm. his shed blood on the cross. So that is true, but, and we are brand new creations. And at the same time, I think we don't, we, I think we can be, or just be aware that we don't want to discard you know, what people have experienced, because that is a part of the journey that God has written out in their life. And it does give testimony to them. So I think we, you know, by saying like, yeah, but don't even think about that. Or yeah, but just, you just need to like declare and pray more. And, you know, it, it kind of like ignores the, the, how big our God is that through all of that, that has happened and that has been in your life, he he was a part of that there too. We just didn't see it or we didn't whatever. And and now like now knowing all of that, you get to now know the real truth in that, if that makes sense. So it's like we I just I think we can grow in that as Christians to not like uh dismiss or um kind of like pretend like whatever has been isn't, shouldn't be that hard. Maybe, um, I think we can hold both of those tensions. And again, always just come back to knowing today that we all, he already found us as enough. He did. Um, and that trumps everything at the same time, we can experience the human nature of our being and our experience and still sit with the pain or the hurt that has been and come back to again, the truth. Well, Kristen says, 
or she taps into and says, I'm not enough, but he is. And my grace is sufficient in you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes that can sound like really churchy. Yeah. <laughs> so my grace, so I just have to always break it down. But my grace in that God's just love for us, no matter what we do, right? That it cannot be earned. It cannot be achieved. His grace, just sitting in his presence and being with him and accepting that is sufficient. That means that's enough. Yeah. So because he lives in you, and when you ask Jesus into your heart and said, hey, I can't do this life thing without you. And I recognize I keep screwing up, but I recognize that God, you are pure and holy. And the only way to get there is a bridge called Jesus. And I invite Jesus into my heart, come live in my heart. And we start there. That's what that prayer looked like for me. And that's what my prayer continues to look like every day saying, God, I need Jesus. I need your forgiveness. And I need to know that I'm enough just because you say that I am. And it can be very hard. Like you said, you can have very loud experiences or longstanding experiences that really challenge you to think differently. And they challenge you to say, or to believe the lie that, oh, if you only did this, if you achieved this, if you got this degree, if you had this position, if you um, lost 10 more pounds or... Right. Then you would be enough. And that is a moving goalpost. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, you will never achieve it. Yeah. The only way to achieve great peace and to let go of that aching feeling inside and that fatigue from trying to be enough is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is to come to him and I mean, messy, tearful prayers and honest prayers and to say, Hey, I'm struggling. I'm tired of carrying this. And I pray that you take it. And it starts with that one prayer and it starts with that one decision. And then that continues on day by day. And then it starts to build a healthier image in you. You know, sometimes when you can see a movie, when they start to pan up, and I think they call that the meat cue or something where it pans up and you might see the person's feet and then you see their shins and their knees and and then it'll go up and show their face. That's what it's like when we first come to Christ, getting the roots strong in him. And then as we get to know him more, then we're able to see our full selves and say, God loves me completely and Mm -hmm. that I'm enough because he says I am. And that's kind of the whole point that Mm -hmm. on, I mean, on this side of heaven, you'll never be what you probably wish you would be or could be or ought to be or fill in the blank because we're human. We will never be that perfection, that picture of whatever that you wish, right? That's the work of the Holy Spirit in us forever as we are Christians, that he works good in us, that we cannot work. But that's a lifetime. That's the whole point. On this side of heaven, we'll never get there. Okay. That's why God sent his son, because we can't. (laughs) Right. That's the beauty of the gospel. Like that's the whole point. So on this side of heaven, sister friend, we're going to kind of suck it up. And that's how big and perfect the love of God is, that 
in that, he still chose you and he sent his son to die for you. That's awesome. Like that's, that's like, that's the whole point. Like that's the whole message. So like, that's what we remember. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like whatever I am, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling rejected and blah, blah, blah. And that's why God, like God sent his son right here for me in that, like in that and how I feel in maybe the reality of the situation. That's how much he loves me. That's crazy. Like, so yeah, I just, we come back to that. I think about my story I first shared with you, you know, changing clothes a lot of times before an event, because I didn't feel good enough. If I friend would take my eyes off of that mirror in front of me and instead look up, then I would know that I'm looking at the wrong place. You know, if I keep looking in that mirror in front of me and I'm trying to change what's in that mirror. Yes. Versus if I just say, Lord, and look up, then I'm enough right there. Yeah. Yep. Right there. And let your feet grow and just settle and rest in that. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good. I think Kristen goes on to talk, you know, about worry. And asking some questions here when she doesn't feel good enough. And I think taking that, taking that worry and really turning that into a war cry to go to battle against that worry Mm. and to say, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to live in angst and anxiety and worry that fans out among all my relationships or even to people I don't know that I'm worried about what they think, right? Instead say, Lord, that is going to be my battle cry to say, please intercede in that. And I pray that you would remove that worry and instead make that the place that you meet God. Yeah, that's so good. That's your challenge. Just when you feel that, when you sense that, or you're not sure what you sense, ask the Lord and then go there with him. Like sit, rest, and let him wash over you. Let his love wash over you and become rooted in the truth amidst yeah. all of that. So, so good. So her, her wife's step at the end is to make a list of all the areas of life where you don't feel like you're good enough. And then make a list of specific ways you can ask God to fill in those areas of weakness and his strength. So for me, you know, I'm a visual kid. I'm an artist. And so I make a T chart that on one side lists the untruths, the ways that I don't feel good enough. And the other side lists God's truth and what he says and things out of his word. And that is not a one day, one and done quick exercise, but that's a page of my journal that I can go back to, you know, the tab is, is kind of folded back on that so that as something else comes up, I can list that and go, Ooh, that came up today. And that's not actually true. Mm. Lord, what is the truth? And so it comes back to, you know, pulling out a, a plant that's been rooted in a pot for a very long time. It's pulling that out. And the way that we can pull that out is to name it and say, here's where the untruth is. And then to put a new plant in there to grow and say, but God says, and that's what we're doing. We're in Christ. We can plant a new bloom. Yeah. You know, a new way of looking at ourselves, a new way to use um, 
this, this life that we've been entrusted with. Yeah. So good. Kristen, thank you so much for your post. Uh, KristenMilner.com. And she's linked in the show notes. The blog post is linked in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wise words. Wise words. Very wise. Um, Hey, if you are listening and you need some extra, maybe encouragement in your marriage, um, when you go to awifelikeme.com, you can find our book, Dear Wife. We encourage you to get that. um, Start reading through that. I've can't even tell you the many the, the times I've read through it. There are 17 of us on our writing team that contributed to that book. And so um, that's for you to just do 10-minute daily uh, devotions to help you grow and practice connection with your husband. So that's over there. Uh, but Kelly, we have something special on every episode. And I never know. I never know what it's going to be. What is our something special today? It's it fun and exciting. Um, Amanda, I want to know what voice does your map talk to you in? You know, on your phone, if you key mm-hmm. in an address yes. and it talks to you, what voice have you chosen? Is it the British person? Is it the Australian Outback guy? Well, um, fun fact, I have just like the the preset one. It's like, I think it's the chick. I think it's a okay. chick. But I've been with people, I think you were one of them, that had um, like a British guy, wasn't it? And there's something. Australian. I want to switch mine to the Australian and right. so mine's just some regular old boring, whatever the default okay. is. Well, that's your challenge this week in addition to the deep um, information that Kristen led us to. Uh, change your voice on your map. You know, it just changes things up a little bit. Your family kind of looks at you like you're a little weird, catches your husband off guard. And he's like, who's that guy? You know, there you do. There makes you it kind of fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that on how to change voice on maps. It's probably in the app. So there's your yeah. fun takeaway, wives. We uh, really appreciate you joining us again this week and to invest in knowing that you are good enough because God says that you are. We say that you are. Uh, Those that love you in the Lord know that you're already enough. You could never achieve his love. You can just sit and bask in it today. Amen to that. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, everyone. We love you. And we will see you back here next week for a Valentine's episode. Woo, get ready. (laughs) Bye, everyone.